welcome to Bumped with Hayley and Rochelle. From IVF besties to pregnancy pals, this is a podcast all about the highs and lows of pregnancy and our steps towards motherhood. So grab a glass of bubbles or probably a cup of tea and join us as we bump along together. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Bumped with Hayley and Rochelle. We've had our babies and now we're chatting about the fourth trimester in this episode. But before we get into a little bit of our experience and some uh, handy hints and tidbits that we've picked up along the way. Hi, Rochelle. How are you? Hi, Hi Hayley. What's going on? I'm so good. I think Last time we recorded, I was coming off of like a cold and just feeling really run down. So total 360, feeling so much better. Rory sleeping so much better. Everyone's just happier. Amazing. And you're in your new house? We're in our rental. I think that was the big game changer with sleep. Like she's in a darker room. It was like a total reset. So, I mean, we have hit that four-month sleep I don't want to say the R word progression 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 that's what I call the development yeah sleep so I don't want to jinx anything but days are getting a little tricky yeah so we may have to go to an ad break like a little bit just in case she wakes up because I am home alone with her right now but yeah everything's great and what about you that would be so nice if we had ad breaks because then we'd have sponsors (laughs) and then we'd be making money Okay, a little a little jingle break. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I am absolutely shattered actually. <laughs> I have had a bit of a rough uh trot. We are in um South Australia's lockdown at the moment. We're mm-hmm. at the tail end. Um and it's been it's it's been really hard, different than previous lockdowns for different reasons and um yeah, I've I've really struggled parenting during a lockdown. Um, even though it's been brief, I'm really lucky that it has been brief because I think that um, I would need to be doing some, I don't know, soul searching, more meditation. I don't know. I don't know. It's been tough. Um, so I'm on my third coffee, which is a lot for me. Uh, and I am just really praying for a nice night sleep tonight. But we've actually yeah. just had our... Um, uh, Piper's cocked mattress delivered. So she'll be <gasps> cocked tonight. So maybe she'll pull a Rory and be like, right, new bed, new me. Mm-hmm. And it's all happening. So it's like when you get a new haircut. <laughs> exactly, which we both have. We're oh, yeah. a little bit darker doing the, um, we haven't done the like the mum do chop off all your hair kind of thing. No, I was kind of thinking chopping it off but I'm like no because I'll just throw it up yeah and if I can't do that I'll just get more irritated yeah fair enough but um yeah look I'm okay I've yeah been better been worse but you know here we are we're doing our podcast and yeah. that's something that brings exactly. us exactly it's all temporary yeah that's right and look you know launching straight into the sort of the vibe of today is you know things that we um things that we kind of I guess expected and then maybe you know how those those first couple of weeks went for us but the idea that things will pass and everything's temporary and just to um know that you know there's there's an end to kind of whatever's happening has been a really good 
mantras. So thank you for reminding me of that one because it feels like she'll never sleep again. Oh, I know the Neither feeling well. <laughs> <laughs> it comes and goes, you know, around in a circle. That's it. And you sort of, I think that one of the challenges is that you actually get used to the new reality really quickly. Oh, yeah. So things had been going really well. And then I got used to that and then things change and you're like, oh, my God. But then you kind of get used to that and then they change again. And, yeah, <laughs> you know, mum life. Um, yeah. But let's well, let's start with you because your memory is probably a little bit fresher than mine. I can't even remember anything that happened before yesterday. So <laughs> I've had to make some notes. Um, but the fourth trimester, yes. um, you know, talking about that time after the baby is born, um, and I guess we're sort of focusing on the sort of first six weeks or so, maybe a little bit more. Um, but what was that like for you? Well, uh, postpartum experience, I didn't go home after the hospital. Mm-hmm. I went to my in-laws house. So it was slightly different in that I wasn't completely 100% comfortable. Yeah. Like with my body, I'd never obviously experienced postpartum. And then you have people around you constantly. So there was pros and cons, but I just was thankful that we had the help, thankful that I could shower. I know that Jed had the help, so he wasn't thrown into looking after a baby by himself as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But postpartum fucking sucked. (laughs) (laughs) There was things that I prepared for, and I think if you'd listened to previous episodes, you know, I bought almost anything that I could to help postpartum and thought I was totally ready and prepared. Yours was one of the best postpartum trolleys the mm -hmm. internet has ever seen. (laughs) I had a lot in there, but one thing I didn't have was like a numbing spray for down there that you see all the Americans have. I just couldn't find it in Australia. I couldn't find it on like the Mm -hmm. right one. Mm-hmm. that like the hospitals in the US give people. I wish I had that because yeah. I was expecting or I was I knew that you could tear. So I'm like, okay, cool. That that might happen. I might have stitches. But I was not prepared for a graze. Yeah. Like you don't get grazed. You do. And holy shit, it was the most painful thing because the stitches didn't bother me. I had like internal ones. I had no pain like the anti-inflammatory and the Panadol kind of kept that all at bay. The greys was horrific and I'm scarred by it. (laughs) I had never really even heard of grazing. Like obviously people, yeah, people talk about tearing and, um, you know, or tearing or an episiotomy or, Mm -hmm. you know, forceps, like all of those things that you sort of go in understanding. But a graze was something that I hadn't even. No. Yeah. I didn't know it was a thing or it could happen. And I guess I'm thankful that I didn't have a horrible tear and I just had a graze. But in that first like six weeks, it was scary. Yeah. Because I didn't, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't prepared. So I didn't have anything to kind of help it. But Mm -hmm. thankfully you came to the rescue and told me to get urine, which kind of dilutes your urine. Yeah. And that was really helpful. A lot of showers was helpful, like warm showers, warm baths. Um, another lady I'd met over Instagram had said that she ended up just peeing in the bath because it's the only time that ah, she didn't have yes. any pain. And yeah. while that may sound gross, by the end of your bath, 
just go. It doesn't yeah. hurt. And I was sitting in the toilet crying every other time I was going. So not to scare you because obviously that was the worst of it really but I just wasn't prepared so yeah. you can get a numbing spray get ural drink lots and lots lots of water stay hydrated and stay on top of pain meds yeah yeah other than that I didn't I was prepared sorry I was prepared for like bleeding for weeks and weeks and weeks but I wasn't as bad as I was expecting in that sense so that was yeah. nice I was just uncomfortable with my body yeah because it's all new. Yeah. Was there um, like a specific part of your body or you kind of just felt like it was like this alien body or like what was what was that experience like for you? Um, I think it was just more uncomfortable with what was happening. Mm-hmm. Like because I was obviously I had the greys, I had stitches, I was bleeding, I was wearing a bloody adult nappy which by the way which are amazing so <laughs> you don't have to worry about anything else um, I wore them for way more weeks than I needed to <laughs> just so much more convenient I know uh, and yeah and just having to ice down there have baths although super thankful I have supportive husband and I had my in-laws around that I could take those sits baths. Yes. I could take a little bit extra longer shower just to feel human before I jumped back in bed. Yeah. To wake up an hour later to feed the baby. Like it's just, it was a lot, but I think overall I would do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Was there, um, was there anything that you, either like did or bought or, you know, like in terms of that kind of feeling comfortable in your body or or was it just something that you just kind of lived through and then it sort of Mm. got better over time? Like has it gotten better? Like how are you feeling? Yeah. I mean, it passed. As soon as the pain went, everything got better. Yeah. So, I mean, it's only I'd say the last month or two, maybe last month, that there's no pain or like I'm not gonna say it was pain but like the stitches have healed completely now like I don't feel them kind of thing so Mm -hmm. that's great but not that I ever had pain but things that kind of helped was I guess I had a like a postpartum compression over my tummy or like just the compression band so like you know when your your ankle swells up or like you have a bad knee and they you go to the physio and they give you like the chibi grip yeah yeah I just had one of those on my stomach and it was actually really weird I remember chatting to you and you're saying that how you missed your squishy belly yeah I do too kind of but straight after birth I was kind of in awe of like yeah how my body looked yeah. And like how crazy it was how you go from this big belly. It's like you still have a belly, but you just look at your body thinking, damn, I look so skinny right now. Like mm-hmm. what happened to like this big belly? Mm-hmm. Or at least I did. Yeah. And I, I just, um, yeah, I'll talk about my feelings about my little belly in a little while. Unfortunately, think- the love didn't last. <laughs> no, I do have this. I'd say that after week 12, I started thinking, oh, shit, i got to mm. work this off. But before that, I was I had like this postpartum glow, which yeah. I missed during pregnancy because my yes. skin was shit. 
but straight after I gave birth like my skin cleared up like I had like this tired but like glow I felt anyway yes so that was nice yeah but yeah it was definitely an adjustment that you can't prepare for yeah I don't think you can kind of have yourself a little arsenal of products and whatnot that can help you or people around but you're not sure how you personally are gonna react or feel until you've gone through it and it might be different for every baby yeah yeah absolutely so there's like looking back at that time and you know obviously the like numbing spray you know ordering that from America nice and early and um you know the that that sort of feeling of um yeah not not feeling really comfortable in your body can sort of passes to a degree but like do you think like there's anything that you could have done or would have done differently for those Um, for like those challenges no the only thing that really threw me was the grays I feel like I had researched and prepared mentally and like with all these things for postpartum yeah but it was the one thing no one ever warned me about yeah but then when I go warning you now yeah like the midwives the my OB they're like oh yeah bitches are like sorry (laughs) bitches grazes are a bitch that's what they said I'm like why did no one say this Mm -hmm. beforehand but I mean we're warning you now yeah you may not even you know get any of it like I had a friend who just gave birth to her third baby at home and she didn't get any tears or like graces so she's just mm. a warrior like birthing goddess I've got to say though on that point that I you know I I, I did a fair bit of warrior prep you know like I mm. was really wanted this very um <laughs> yeah goddess type um experience and I had some significant tearing and my physio and my doctor both said that the way that I was built and basically like, mm-hmm. the, you know, the space between X, Y and Z kind of um, was quite small and I, like I'm not a small person. Um, so like I think there's so much that, and this is what, you know, it's all about, you, you know, educate yourself, get as much information as you can, be prepared as you can. Mm but your body's going to do what your body's going to do. And some of us just have really beautiful birthing vaginas and then others just need a little bit of help, a little bit of help for that baby to come out. So yeah, it's it's all genetics, um, isn't it? It's just like stretch stretch marks. If you're going to get them, you're going to get them. Yeah. But it is really beautiful when we hear like positive birth stories. I think that's great. And, um, and yeah, you know, like a hard birth doesn't need to be negative either. So it's, um, Yeah. yeah. Was there, so, there's nothing that you kind of would have done differently necessarily. Um, were there particular like products or things that mm. you bore and you were like, hell yeah, past Rochelle, <laughs> you have done me a solid. I'm so happy that I have this. Hell yeah. So let's jump into the products mm-hmm. part. And I'm sure Haley, you've had some of these products as well. But the first one that I have on my trusty list over here is magnesium spray. Mm. I used it during pregnancy and even postpartum on my legs 
was really lovely because I still yeah, had a bit one. of like leg pain or restless leg after birth for a little mm-hmm. while. Um, sits bath. Yes. Like just, you know, bathe that little lady down there. Yeah. I am I'm gonna jump in here because Mm. I don't have a bath and that was one of the things that I am currently speaking about with my husband about whether we redo our bathroom Um, that's that's our that's for our renovation podcast (laughs) um the uh so I used um like a sauce bottle I know that you got like a a peri spray bottle Mm -hmm. so there are different ways that you can do the sits and and that like I use the sauce bottle quite a bit um but also if um if you don't have a bath but you do have one of those shower heads on like the hose so that you can kind of Mm -hmm. really you know like the warm water felt really nice but also just to kind of flush that blood out and stuff um but I didn't have one of those either so what I actually did I just got a really big mixing bowl that I put in the shower and then I kind of just used that as like a makeshift little like splash bath so something to kind of keep you know keep your you know um keep downstairs nice and clean lady garden (laughs) yeah my lady garden um so don't yeah, don't like there's always kind of a version of yes you can do, but like definitely like the sits and and just keeping because you do sort of feel so not like dirty or grotty or anything like that. Messy? Maybe. Yeah, messy, Everything. I think is yeah. And yeah. so like anything you can do to just sort of like feel fresh, I think is really good. Yeah, I know on if you go to Amazon or eBay and write like sits bath, there's little bath things that you can put in the toilet oh yeah I saw and you can like have like a pump and it kind of like to me like like kind of splashes up yeah 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 I mean there's options if if you don't have a bath if you have on my um my list here I have recommendations so I'll just jump in and give one of them and that is the shower head that's detachable yeah if you don't have one of those heads but you have the wall like it's attached your shower head's attached to the wall you can just remove that go to Bunnings and yeah. put one in. Like yeah. Jed's done it with us at his parents' house and it is so good, especially during pregnancy as well. Um, if your lower back hurts, mm-hmm. like that, the water pressure, or if you're laboring at home, which yeah. I had planned to do, yeah, that would have been really lovely on my back. Just, yeah, nice one. Yeah. Um. So what were some of the other things oh, that you yes. loved using? So... I know both of us probably wore these way longer than we needed to as well. Our pregnancy leggings. I am literally still wearing them right now. <laughs> Mine fell <laughs> down now, but <laughs> they are the best, especially the Ema Mako ones mm-hmm. just feel like butter, but now mm-hmm. they kind of like slide down because there's nothing holding them up. I'm they actually were... thinking of buying some of their like regular ones and then yeah. I'm going to treat myself to a new pregnancy pair when I get pregnant again one day. Yes. They do have a postpartum one mm-hmm. that's really like compression around your tummy. So if you're not needing to pee constantly, so not in the first couple of weeks, mm. I'd say they're really good. Um, and then I guess the compression around your tummy. So if you get a chubby grip, I think it's like a size k or something weird okay. i guess if you go to a physio they should be able to help you get one and they're cheaper than postpartum girdles or uh, yeah, these right. fancy ones mm-hmm. um so i wore that every day after birth 
for about half an hour or you know until I just decided that it was annoying yeah (laughs) Uh, a water bottle so I had two in our birth story I said get one with a straw Mm -hmm. now I'm telling you to get one that closes because I had one next to my bed and one next to where I breastfeed and I needed something that if it tipped over Mm -hmm. it wasn't going to spill so that's another little one that I used and then the sits bottle that had like the bendy head. Yeah. So like you can hold it upside down and it's not doesn't squirt down, it squirts up. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that was really handy. I took that to hospital. I used it every single day mm-hmm. until I didn't need it anymore. So and I got that off of Amazon. I think it was the Freedom Mum. So I used a lot of their postpartum products, which are awesome. Um and then Something that I think is so underrated is witch hazel. Witch hazel is so good for like so many things from like skincare, like taking off your makeup to hemorrhoids and stitches basically. So Freedom Mum has like a foam. They have panty liners. Yeah, I was going to say that's the first time I'd heard when you were talking about it, the um, products that actually kind of had them had the witch hazel in them the liners mm. or whatever yep. that was yeah uh so amazing yeah, you can good. just buy witch hazel pads from potentially a chemist ah. that all online um i tmi unfortunately got hemorrhoids the week prior to birth which oh. i didn't know you could actually get them during pregnancy but yeah. apparently you can um and so they were really really handy pre and post um baby and they're really good to line oh my gosh the dog's barking I'm not sure if you can hear him I can but that's okay I'm just hoping he doesn't wake up Rory no all good um yeah so good so you can buy products that have the inner like the freedom mum products they have a foam they have a panty liner you could just buy witch hazel round pads generic brand or just buy witch hazel from the chemist and soak it, your pad in ah, it yeah. with aloe vera, yeah, maybe some lavender, things like that. Um, ice, frozen pads are cool, so you can DIY. You can buy like the reusable um, ones that go in the freezer. Yes, yeah, you know, the um, the gel yeah. type yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah. They were really good. Um, you can buy pads that you snap in half shake and they turn into like a cool water Ooh, that was really like luxury yeah like in the hospital I used them because not only did it kind of like soak the blood but it was also like cold it was like a water bed for my hoo-ha that sounds amazing yeah and then you you remind me of these oh yeah I'll buy your packs time yeah I just I gave some to my friend who just had a baby so I'm hoping she likes them too. It is weird to sit down and feel like your vagina is like on a waterbed. Yeah, bed, but, but you kind of like I was using like an ice pack for the first probably two weeks maybe yeah, I think. This so is you a feel bit weird anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds so much nicer. I just remember in hospital I was sitting there, I had like a Rory and he Jed asked me to do like ask something and I'm like, not right now, I'm waterbedding. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay, no worries. <laughs> you just sit there. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all the products that I really use. I know I bought different types of sits products or yeah. 
postpartum products that you can mix into your water bottle to spray. So you're ah, not just yes. using warm water. Mm-hmm. You can put the little products in there, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Um, or if you have some essential oils, like proper essential oils, not just ones you can buy from the chemist because they're not all like 100% yeah. um, essential oils. So, yeah, I think we could do like a post so everyone can kind of see exactly yeah, what I use. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. But, yeah, did, is there anything that you used that I didn't, Hayley? Um, the sits was a big one. Um, I was sort of straight on to like breastfeeding teas and, mm-hmm. um, I used a colic tea. Um, Piper didn't have colic, but I enjoyed the taste and it kind of kept her really settled. Yeah. Um, I had one of the, um, packs of, um, oh, we got a waking baby. Oh, we do. Yeah, we might have to go to our jingle break right yeah. now. <laughs> Anyone wants to sponsor us? Now's a good time. She's just, oh no, hold on. Oh, she's looking for a dummy and she's almost got it back in her mouth. A little play by play with Rory's nap. She's still swaddled when she's in her cocoon, yeah. baby. Oh, she's got, she's got it. Little legend got it, guys. Why is it still open? No, this I think I think we're good. Live parenting. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. All right, we're good. Sorry, okay. Haley. Um, no, that's okay. Um, I got one of those um, uh, reusable like um, ice pack heat pack things. Oh yeah, my microphone. Um, so I used. I actually used the. Um, perineal one a lot because I was icing sort of yeah for probably definitely while I was still in hospital plus maybe the first maybe two weeks I think Mm, think um but I actually didn't really use the um the breast ones because I found that ice um I I heated them a few times because ice wasn't didn't work for me um but heat was really quite nice and this was one of my must-haves in the hospital but I was never very far from my heat bag Mm -hmm. in fact I probably had a couple on the go so um yeah I I probably that and um the yeah the sits was good and um just the yeah the big giant pad underwear was the bomb because you just sort of like it was just really easy and and I I think I may have spoken about this but like I really wrestle with that idea of waste and um you know trying to be conscious but in those first few weeks and in fact even now just trying to do my best and sometimes the disposable option when you've been through birth Mm -hmm. just go just go with that um and I don't, I don't think I was using any sort of creams or um, any other kind of bits and pieces. I think, um, yeah, water bottle, heat bag. Um, I wish I'd used my feeding pillow earlier because mm. I think I was just sort of a bit uncomfortable and just never really got onto that. Um, yeah. But I think that that was probably, yeah, I, I think your recommendations are probably a little bit more luxe. I think I'll definitely be getting those waterbed pads. Oh, yeah. 
I completely agree about the leggings. Um, I think I I pretty much it was still maternity clothes for those mm. first couple of weeks. Feeding singlets were amazing because then I didn't need to kind of worry about a bra and then layers and and also when you're having visitors, um, mm. you know, like I'm pretty comfortable feeding where and when I need to, but it is nice feeding singlets can be a little bit more discreet as opposed to kind of lifting up um, your shirt. But I used the feeding singlets those first couple of weeks quite religiously. Then I went off them for a little while and now I'm back on them because it's winter and I want as many layers as possible. So in, you know, like through pregnancy, I found like I'm such a tight ass. So I never wanted to spend any money, but I needed things. Yeah. So I found that, and if you're pregnant and you're kind of similar, um, things that you buy, even though pregnancy is such a short time, if you, you know, anything feeding friendly, um, like when I need a new bras during pregnancy, I just bought feeding bras. So then, then you're kind of transitioning that stuff leggings like I said I'm six months postpartum and I'm wearing my maternity leggings today um the feeding singlets just those kind of really comfy loose um clothing I think is just the best um and really that was kind of I felt um yeah just sort of comfort and um you know part of that healing is is really like anything um Mm. high fiber foods are good as well uh yes you know so so um (laughs) yeah like I try you know I think a lot of people do you know try to get off the like medicated sort of um um what do you call them the things that make you poo laxatives laxatives (laughs) um trying to get off them as soon as possible and replace Mm. it with a really high fiber diet so you know having things like that um, around is good and like just freezer meals you know getting it was the best thing um, and in fact we try and sort of still do some bulk cooking and we accept mm-hmm. anyone who you know wants to make a meal for us because um, especially those first few weeks to just pull something out of the freezer um, and that goes for like slices and um, muffins and things Ooh, like that yeah. you can just have um, as you're feeding and really easily. So, yeah, stocking that freezer, um, having comfy clothes and, you know, anything to kind of help you heal are probably like the areas that mm. um, were best. And um, it's, yeah, it's it's worth it because you do, you feel strange and, and messy. Yeah. I think messy is the best word for it. Um, yeah. I found I bought a new big fluffy dressing gown. Oh my god, dressing gown. (laughs) Luxury. Because I didn't really get into the feeding singlet. I always found I couldn't find the right size. I didn't fit right. So I just wore either a feeding bra Mm -hmm. or a crop or something that I could lift. Yeah. And then I just had a hoodie or my dressing gown on. Because I would always feed in a different room anyway, because I wasn't at my home. Yeah. So then I could go to my room, shut my door and tits out feed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dressing gown. Treat yourself, girls. Treat yourself. Um, 
was there yeah anything else sort of for you going you know happening in those first six weeks that you sort of that you yeah thought like were you know was maybe different to what you expected or really enjoyable um, or things that you kind of I don't know what what did you learn what did I learn well I've done like the product side but with the whole help mm-hmm. I think I struggled to ask for help mm-hmm. um so I mean thing that I may have learned was to ask for help yep but I guess if you're someone if you're about to have a baby your second third whatever or if you're listening because you have someone who's pregnant or just had a baby some of the things that I would say that would have been helpful for me was to offer hot beverages hot food Mm -hmm. do the washing do their dishes vacuum bring them water like if they even if they don't look hungry or thirsty, just say, "Do you want a hot beverage? Do you want some food? Do you want a cracker? Like anything?" Mm-hmm. Because there were days that I was just like, kind of like by myself with just snack food, feeding her, thinking, "Shit, like I don't have any water. I'm really thirsty. Cannot move." Mm-hmm. So just always asking them if they need something. Not necessarily because I didn't want anyone to take her. Yeah, because like. I, that was something I was very maybe this might sound a bit too far, but like possessive over yeah, her potentially because I'd worked so hard to have her, mm-hmm. and I'm like I didn't want someone to have her while she's awake. Like that's something that I want to experience, and I need to kind of get my own flow going. You know, kind of bonding with her. Yep. I didn't want someone to hold her while I did all of these things. So the washing and everything kind of just got left you know, for weeks kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I would suggest if you're able to do this or if you have friends is organize a meal train. So like your yeah. friends can like kind of bring you food. I've recently seen this on Instagram and hadn't even known about it, but that's something I definitely want to do with any friends that mm-hmm. have babies coming up or potentially me, I'd love my friends to do that for me <laughs> because you don't got time to cook a meal with a newborn baby. And especially if you're having second or third babies, who's got time? Yeah. Who has the time? Yeah. And things like, um, like it doesn't have to be homemade, you know, like no. those, like you can Uber buy like a whole, <laughs> yeah, Uber Eats, you can buy a whole lasagna from Coles and Woolies and stuff like yeah. that. It's, um, I found Stuart and I did what I thought was a pretty good job before Piper arrived and we had a bit of a chat about what we would expect. And we also had a list because our families were going to kind of be up and around a fair bit. We had a bit of a list of like things that are always going to need to be done. Like we Mm -hmm. we always will need meals in the freezer. Um, Vacuuming always needs to be done. My mum always changes my sheets for me nice. um and you know like those things that were kind of like okay well just every time you know like I'm always going to want water I'm always going to want a cup of tea or a coffee I'm always going to want a snack you know like those things mm-hmm. and um I did have you know a couple of friends that brought around food or um you know snacks or or whatever which was really nice um but the thing about it is I I have no issue asking for help. 
Mm-hmm. But and that's something I've kind of learned as I've gotten older. Um, but in those first probably six weeks, I got tired of asking for help. Mm-hmm. And it was like this, this can you please dot 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 fatigue. Um yeah. so it's really, and I think having a baby, I I like to think, or I'm certainly working on being a better friend to someone who's just had a baby, you know, because it's um, like I know now. Yeah. (laughs) Like (laughs) as, as, you know, cute as like little baby outfits are, like I don't think I'm ever going to buy a newborn baby outfit again. I'll buy a coffee voucher or you know like yes and and like you actually need both because yeah you know the kids got to wear something <laughs> um but I think it's 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 just really difficult to even if you are good at asking you just you just get exhausted because you just feel like you've gone from this fully functional fully capable independent woman to like oh, can you please get me a drink you know and it's just it's like so oh true. my god I hate the voice like sound of my own voice yeah um, but but I was kind of like okay well do I either get sick of asking or do I not ask? And I was like, mm. oh, I'm just going to get sick of asking and I'm just going to keep asking. So, um, yeah, it, it can be really frustrating, especially when you're asking for the same thing every time. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like snack, water, snack, yeah. water, snack, Clean my water. clothes. <laughs> yeah, please clean for me. Um, yeah, and, it, you know, it's, I don't know, people are busy and we're all busy and we're all kind of doing our thing, but I think we just need to get better helping yeah. each other where we can and it's um yeah it's really tough and you know and you don't want to kind of like resent your friends for not supporting you but I think there are ways that you can help help out and you know like yeah. those lasagnas at Coles they're like twelve dollars yeah just come yeah. over put it in my oven for me yeah. yeah or even you know like just drop it on the on the porch and then go yeah. and then send them a message and like you know that's the that's the kind of stuff that I think is really because mm. then it doesn't matter what they're what you know they're doing they might be feeding or sleeping or um whatever but yeah I think the food yeah food and coffee like mm-hmm. I think it's um yeah I think Absolutely. that's a really nice thing to do anytime. it's definitely a learning curve like you kind of no or you don't know these things until you've had a baby mm-hmm. and then you're like oh my god I wish I'd done this you're like damn that next time a friend has baby like I know what they want or what they yeah. need yeah instead of just coming over and doting over this beautiful little baby because yeah. you desperately want to yeah but like also make them a hot coffee yeah or you know yeah put their laundry on put it on like the dryer or do something vacuum yeah you know ask do you want to go shower do you want me to hold the baby yeah do you want me to blow dry your hair oh my god if someone had blow dried my hair oh <laughs> I yeah I'm like that would have been amazing <laughs> anyway <laughs> is there any other type of help that you really loved or would have liked um one thing that I was really, really pleased that we did because um, we live in the country, so our family is a couple of hours away. Mm. Um, we had a no, no guests staying mm-hmm. 
in oh, our yeah. house rule. Um, and that was probably in place for a good kind of three months or so. We've like, you know, we've started having people sort of stay in the house again now. That was the best because um, I like to host and I like my house to be a certain way and I, you know, I, I want our home to be really inviting. But, that you know, that comes with stuff. Like I did yeah. not want to be washing anyone else's sheets. I did not want to be, you know, pissed off because there was a tea bag left on a table or, you know, like a, like that stuff. I'm like, no, I've got enough going on. I do not want to be hosting or worrying about anyone else's shit. So um, my parents actually put up um, their camp trailer in our backyard. Um, So they were, they came up when we went into hospital and they stayed for a little bit as well. And they, I mean, it was like 40 degrees and we have a pool. So they were like basically at like a little resort having cocktail hour every afternoon. (laughs) Um, But they kind of had their own space and then come and support us and then go back to their own space. Um, And just, just, yeah, like, just having our house as this kind of safe space where, you know, if Piper was screaming at 3am, I didn't need to worry about anyone else being awake. Um, Mm. And I could be in my disposable underwear in the lounge room or I, you know, like just, just feeling kind of free in Mm -hmm. my house. Um, That was really um, important you know, cause our house is pretty small and, um, I was really, really pleased that we did that. Um, and I guess like the hardest thing was the, I feel like I'm still postpartum mm-hmm. and yet everything kind of changes after a couple of weeks, you know, like I, I felt that, um, people were pretty attentive and pretty supportive those first maybe four weeks, maybe six weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, things just go back to normal, you know, and you're just kind of like, oh, hang on a second. I'm not, no one's, you know, no one's been too, you know, supportive. Uh, Not supportive. That's like a super kind of negative way to look at it. But I was surprised at how quickly it shifted to, you know, people um, just kind of going back to normal. And I think that that, you know, they say that with, um, you know, with grief, with um, postpartum, with anything kind of major, like uh, you're still living in it mm-hmm. so deeply and you're like, I still haven't, you know, been able to cook or I still haven't cleaned my sheets or like I'm, I don't know what to do with this baby, but the world kind of moves on yeah, much quicker. You so know. that's probably another thing, you know, just making sure that you put those support systems in place if you can for as long as possible and don't just think like, oh, I've got the first two weeks sorted, like try, you know, whatever you can do or, you know, talking to your family or friends or whatever um, because, yeah, like it, it kind of feels weird for longer. Yeah. Jumping into the all the feelings and the feels, I think I read somewhere that after you've had a baby, you're always postpartum. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't just one day just stop being postpartum. Like you're always postpartum. Mm-hmm. You're always going to be having feelings or, you know, body, your body changes. You're, yeah. you're a completely different person, mm-hmm. you know, in one way or another. And after giving birth, I know I had extremely ultra heightened feelings. Yeah. Like everything I felt was so much more intense. Mm-hmm. So while there was like this rush of like so much love 
gratitude, I was also feeling extremely lonely mm-hmm. at the same time and like utterly exhausted. Mm-hmm. But like also like I was annoyed that I was exhausted and wasn't also loving every moment, but yeah. I loved her so much. Yeah. There's such like conflicting emotions. And I think that's when people kind of don't talk about their feelings. You can get like the baby blues or postnatal depression, postnatal anxiety, you know, so many things pop up, you know, your, your body's not your own to mm-hmm. your child, you're breastfeeding or you're struggling to breastfeed or you're bottle feeding while trying to, you know, change her or his nappy well and change your nappy afterwards too. And <laughs> there's just a lot going on, you know. A lot of nappies. So there's just a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. A lot of feelings. And I think yeah. you gotta kind of let yourself feel what you're feeling and kind of figure out, okay, what am I feeling? This is totally okay. It's normal to be having these feelings. What do I need in this moment right now? Yeah. And I try to do that a lot. Yeah. I um I think that my sort of first six weeks was pretty magical and I was prepared. I think I kind of did a, a good job preparing for things to mm. just be impossible. Um, and so I was really fortunate that, you know, like the I didn't get the baby blues. I just felt amazing and I felt so beautiful and I felt strong and I felt calm and everything just mm. was so like it was just beautiful. I just loved it. And I loved myself in yep. in that, you know, I, I felt like I was just doing such a good job. And so what came next was really difficult for me because it just kind of like I had a really nice third trimester. So it was like things were good and then they just got better and better and better. So once I kind of got to that four month mark, it was extra hard and extra, you know, tough and emotional because it had been so good for so long do you think Um, that's when your hormones started to like balance oh for sure out like better yeah I reckon I just kind of got this yeah this beautiful boost of oxytocin and you know whatever else was going on for me for quite a while and Mm, you know like it was around that time like Piper's latch sort of got a bit Mm -hmm. lazy so breastfeeding kind of got harder at that point and then kind of you know, I had to sort of refigure that out. And, and like I said, you know, those first, that first couple of days, I just loved my belly. Cause I was like, that was, that was your home. And yeah. now it's really squishy and it's really gorgeous. And, and I just felt like my body was amazing. And then it was at about six weeks that I was like, oh, okay. So nothing fits me. And I'm not really in my maternity clothes anymore. And I need to be sort of, you know, my body needs to be good and strong for this baby, but Mm -hmm. I'm kind of not feeling like, you know, I I kind of like, yeah, I just, I felt really beautiful for those first sort of six weeks. And and then it was kind of like, oh, now I just feel fat and, you know, just, you know, frumpy and Mm -hmm. again, I'm a tight ass, so I didn't want to buy new jeans and I didn't want to, you know, but I, I kind of had to because I, I got to a point where I was like, I can't be feeling this shit about clothes. Mm-hmm. So I just needed to buy, you know, I bought some $40 mum jeans from Target and they changed my life. But you, it's it's a really, you know, like I try not to buy into like 
you know, you've got to, you know, you've got to look glamorous and you've got to have the new stuff. And, you know, I sort of try and detach myself from that and, and, you know, shop sort of consciously and all of that, but I really needed to just buy some new clothes and feel, you know, my style had changed. I've never been like a real casual kind of person where now it's sort of jeans and a t-shirt and pregnancy leggings. And, you know, it's, um, yeah, I really needed to kind of just, just roll with that so that I could, you know, I'm buying a bigger size. Yep. I had a baby like that's, that's, you know, and because I'd been the same size for like 10 years, really. So all my clothes, I could wear them every, you know, couple of years where now I'm like, Oh, this doesn't fit me anymore. And that was really confronting. And, and I also, you know, it's a, not a myth per se, but it's not as simple as like, if you breastfeed, you lose the baby weight really quickly like mm. um I think I just kind of pre- thought well I'm breastfeeding so I'm gonna snap back and I'm you know doing some Pilates and like I'm gonna be back into my clothes in no time and I'm I'm still not so I mean there's some things that I can you know kind of getting towards but I just hated that I was feeling and even thinking about that because I'm like I just gave birth and I have this beautiful girl who I'm sustaining with my body mm-hmm. and yet there's still that little you know that little voice or that little yeah and you know I'd, I'd go out and I'd feel really good and then I'd see a photo of the night and I'm like oh my god I look like that but you know that's just I don't know I don't know it's like just this evil little voice and that's yeah I hate it I hate it but it's it's there and I've struggled You're with getting- that a bit <laughs> Um, I think everyone would feel like that at some point. I know I did and I couldn't wear my jeans. Mm-hmm. All I had was leggings and I'm like, I didn't want to fucking wear my leggings anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, go- I'm going to go watch Jed play footy. Like I want to wear jeans. Yeah. And so I ended up buying new jeans like you did. Now they don't fit me, but. Um. <laughs> and you know what? And that's it. Like I should have. Your postpartum. Yeah. Your postpartum jean like you you've got like you, we've got so many different bodies we've got our pregnancy body then we've mm-hmm. got our just given birth body then mm-hmm. we've got our kind of six weeks after body and then we've got our few months after like it's just it's changes just and I think a couple of pairs in different sizes yeah the important takeaway is like you just always want to feel good with what you're wearing like yeah. regardless of whether it's a tracksuit whether it's your comfortable wearing a g-string and tidy like little skirt or Mm -hmm. jeans whatever it is like do what makes you feel good because your body is changing it's not going to be the same in one way or another and you know I haven't started working out yet I'm four months postpartum I did one workout no I lied and I felt it for like a week (laughs) never went back (laughs) um but I do need to know that we're in our own home and whatnot Mm. but you just got to do what feels good and I've lost my train of thought, but yeah, no, I lost it now. I think it's, it's like mum brain. Can I still class yeah, it as mum brain? Yeah, dude, I forgot cool. the word for laxative before. It's fine. Um, I think too, yeah, like just kind of rolling with that and, you know, yeah, doing what makes you feel good. I had this really beautiful ritual pretty much my whole pregnancy that I would rub moisturizer into my belly mm-hmm. and it was just like, wasn't even a minute. It was like 20 seconds every day where I just was rubbing my belly with lovely moisturizer. And that became this, and obviously as the belly grew, like it was 
you know, took a bit longer. It was more moisturizer, but I've actually started doing that again. And so after my shower, I just kind of rub moisturizer into my belly because I feel like I need to do something to just kind of connect back into why I'm a bigger size now and maybe Mm. forever and maybe not, you know, um, and I, I never wanted to kind of be like a, get my body back, get, you know, get back into exercise, but, you know, walking as often as I can, um, I am doing Pilates, which really kind of helps me with my sort of strength and, um, and a bit of tone as well, but it's that gentle movement because it actually makes me feel good as opposed to this goal of like getting back to a size eight or 10 or whatever. Um, yeah. So that kind of, yes, I do need, you know, some new clothes sometimes, um, but also finding ways to just love myself a little bit. Yes. Love yourself. That is really important. And doesn't matter, you know, don't, I feel like I just try not to fixate on the number or the the size because every single brand will have something different as well. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think um, I did buy some skinny jeans um, a few months ago and I should have gone the bigger size. So just don't even look at the size. Just say, excuse me, retail person, please bring me all the jeans and We'll yeah. just find the ones. Get them to walk around the store and bring them to you. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's really tough and, um, you know, I think sometimes our insecurities are kind of amplified and things mm-hmm. that we've always dealt with, you know, we might always be dealing with them from sort of here on in, but just finding those little moments. And I think, you know, if, like, I painted my nails yesterday I and I used, to, I used to do this every Sunday night. It was like my thing. And it is the first time that I've been able to do it because oh. you know when you've got wet nails and a baby, you're gonna oh, like, yes. ruin them. Um, and it's taken me six months to paint my nails, but I got there. And so it's you know back to that point of um, you know just reminding ourselves that it will pass. And that mm-hmm. it's tough for this reason now, but you will paint your nails again. You will wear jeans again. You will sleep again. I don't. I'm you don't think so, right but now, you but, do. You know, yeah. So it's um, yeah. Everything passes. What is yeah. that saying? This too shall pass. Yeah. It's all temporary. Yeah. It's like a what was that? I, orange is new new black. Have you seen that, Helly? Yeah, I've seen oh, I've seen it's a like few um the seasons, yeah. Mandala in the sand and then it just gets washed away. Oh no, I can't remember well, it, that reference. Well, but it sounds beautiful. Anyway, the I guess the metaphor is like drawing this mandala takes time. It's beautiful. But at the end of the day it's just going to get washed away and you start again. Mm. It's kind of like everything is temporary. Yeah. In our life. And so the you know, not sleeping is temporary. The newborn stage is temporary. Mm-hmm. The tantrums are temporary. Our shitty fingernails are temporary. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. everything kind of comes around into a circle. And, you know, it's today is just one day. Mm-hmm. You know, the days are long, the years are short. That's what they say. Just full of these beautiful things, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> so um, before we finish up, is there anything else that you wanted to reflect on in your postpartum time? Yeah, I got some little 
tips for you. Oh, yeah, good one. Perfect um, finish. Besides get a touchable shower head, if you can get it, do it. Make your husband do it, your dad, your handyman, anyone. Um, after the baby comes, self-care, look after yourself. Mm. If you have someone who can look after the baby while you have a bath, you know, sits it up, mm-hmm. um, wash your face. Mm-hmm. like put the baby in the bouncer, the swing, whatever it is, and wash your face in the morning. Like you just feel so much better. And I'm really bad at remembering to do it. The days that I do wash my face in the morning, I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. The days that I actually get dressed, even if it is just workout leggings that I don't actually work out in. I'm just wearing something different I slept in. I feel mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. better. Um, wash your hair if you can. Mm. Get out, go for a walk. Like as soon as you're feeling comfortable with your body and like your vagina's not going to drop out, go for a walk. You know, it doesn't have to be long. It could just be around the block. Fresh air mm-hmm. is amazing. And I mean, this is a touchy subject, sleep, because I hated anyone who brought up sleep. Mm-hmm. And the one, I'll come I'll circle back to it in just a second, but I had mother's group that we've started. And one of the things the nurse said, like straight up was, has anyone heard, is she a good sleeper? Is she a good baby? And I just sighed because everyone says it and you try so hard not to bitch slap them because (laughs) what defines a good baby? Mm -hmm. They're not going out there joyriding, getting tattoos and drinking alcohol. Mm -hmm. They're just a baby. (laughs) And sleep, don't even fucking talk about sleep because it's touchy. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to go to it. If you can sleep when the baby sleeps, please do. I'm not a napper. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. The washing can wait. Someone else can do it. But, you know, do whatever you can to get some sleep because there was one night I literally got 30 minutes, like, broken up. Like, I was an emotional wreck. I was crying yeah. the next day, research colic, wind, like those things with the baby. Cause that was something I wasn't prepared for yeah. with Aurora that the colic and the wind and an upset t- baby. Like I just wasn't, I didn't know it mm-hmm. was a thing. And so once we figured that out and figured out that she had a dairy intolerance, yeah. um, everything kind of got better, but just try to sleep. Jed started to do the midnight feed, like with express milk. So I went to bed at eight, like when she last fed and Jed kind of held her until she fed again. So I could get at least a four hour chunk. That's so good. And that, that was life changing. Four hours doesn't seem like a lot, but but in those first 12 weeks, it was the saving grace. All I needed to function as a human being the next day. So that my little tips i love it look after yourself look after self um, care yeah and and you know find at least one person that you can just be honest with i think that's oh, really yes. important as well because um you know you don't don't want to focus just on the negative but you don't want to just gloss over everything and you know just pretend everything's okay as well so yeah. um we yeah and and we're always available on yeah. um, on Instagram we love hearing from you if you've got any postpartum tips for ladies yeah. as they head into their fourth trimester then um you know share them with us because we um we love hearing about it um and yeah follow us on Instagram at bumped podcast 
or send us an email at bumpedpodcast at gmail.com. We will chat to you again soon. Bye. Bye.